This is the Creative Creative, a podcast of authentic discussion with industry pros. Um, for this episode, how about you give us, like, let's just start with, you know, what's your name and what kind of stuff are you doing right now? My name is Matthew Fultz. Um, my website is here with a computer. It's kind of what I go by because there's a lot of Matthews out there. So I figured, you know, something a little more creative. Right on. Would have stuck in people's minds better. But uh, currently, you know, as a freelancer, I work on work with, you know, a variety of clients. They come and go. Uh, I was working for Pitchfork for the last couple years. I worked for Harpo for two years, which is uh, Oprah's studio. And that's kind of how I got my start, actually. But yeah, these days I am full time freelance from home. And cool, it's helped me have like the best work life balance I've ever had since I've started working in this industry. Um, and it's been awesome. I'm happy. You know, I moved from Chicago about two years ago and I just love my life here in Austin. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know any, anyone who doesn't honestly. Yeah. That's besides, true. besides during the month of August, but you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we've, we've got to pay a tax for paradise. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, so you're freelancing right now and you've worked with a bunch of folks over the, mm. over the years. Um, let's see. Where, where should we jump in? Um, how do you find your clients? Let's go there. Like, so, so do you have like a strong network that feeds you? Do you do a lot of like direct outreach yourself and, and just like cold call and hit people up? Like how, how does, how does work find you at this point in your career? I'd say it's a, it's a mixture of both. Um, I generally get most of my work that comes back to me through just either friends or word of mouth or stuff. So that, you know, my net, my strong network that I have that I get most of my work from uh, you know, it took probably like six to seven years till I was actually like comfortable and getting work full time. Okay. Um, but even then I still have downtime. Like there's like, this is definitely like a slow season for me, the beginning of the year. Yeah. And usually during this time is when I go back and I start, you know, re-editing my demo reel for all my work, new work last year, uh, cold emailing people, you know, there's tons of, of, um, databases with companies just mm -hmm. lists of companies you can just email and you just call it as soon as i get my new demo reel edited i usually just start blasting that if are I'm you slow. using something like salesforce specifically or or is there like your own list that you've built up over the years just kind of my own list that i've built up over the years and then i mean google google's yeah. always your friend i mean you know just doing like creative studios austin texas you know and since i work from home like i'll even go as far as like uh, you know, reaching out to people in LA. I mean, I already have clients in LA, Chicago, New York. Do you fly out to those clients? No, no. Yeah, I work from home. That, nice. Yeah. So you just reach out to them, and you you kind of say up front you're remote, mm -hmm. and then you guys work it out from there. Yep, pretty much. That's awesome. I've had had people that wanted to me to come out and stuff, and I'm willing to come meet people in certain places like LA. Like I go out to visit my friends in LA sometimes. And I told them, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. This would be a good time to meet up if you want to meet in person and stuff like that. Um, I was just in New York. You know, I met up with some of the people that I've worked for Pitchfork that I've never met before. And, you know, I've been working with them for a while. So that was cool to, like, actually be in front of them. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's stuff like that, like, generally. Everyone's pretty chill, I think, in the industry these days, especially as far as working from home goes. 
I've noticed that too. And, and it's so weird because, I, and I know you've been in the industry for a long time too. At least when I started, and I started in Chicago as well, mm-hmm. people were mean as fuck. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it seems like it's gotten a it was pretty lot cutthroat. Yeah. friendlier over yeah. the years. I think there was a lot more drugs involved back then too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think people were doing a lot more coke. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, at, at least the, the folks I was around, I think, I think there was a lot of drinking. Yeah, and, and I mean not on the job and shit like that, but it was like the moment you would get off, yeah. it'd be like big beers and let's go. There would they still do that? I mean, in Chicago, I I ne- I rarely worked from home, and you know I worked in Chicago for you know I think when I graduated in two thousand ten. Yeah, and, same year for me. Yeah, and I I worked for five years in Chicago, and yeah, like I don't it working from home wasn't really an option like they wanted you to come in but they had all these amenities they had beers and stuff for you at the end of the day you know like they bought you lunch or whatever like oh see that's funny we were in the city at the same time because i was there from 10 to 2014 okay and i was doing and my portfolio sucked when i came out of school and i didn't really know what i was doing yeah (laughs) i mean it was bad enough that back then like like people would barely like talk to me like i really was clueless but so i did a lot of pa work yeah and that was just Man, that was thankless. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've done some P-work, P-work <laughs> in my time. Yeah. You learn a lot, though. And maybe that's just something with, with that side of the production industry. But that seemed like like a bunch of really mean yeah. folks. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is like internships. I mean, like I worked two internships for free for almost a year. Yeah, I and, had a friend do that. Yeah. And yeah. looking back on it, I feel kind of dumb about it. But you do learn a lot and you get a lot. And like, you know, luckily... One of the internships I had, like, they never had me on client work. And if they did have me on client work, they were paying me. The other yeah. internship was a different story, but... Yeah, yeah I, I had one that would that, that felt a little bit like a part-time apprenticeship, whereas, like, yeah. you know, and it was for a news-gathering guy. And so when yeah. things would happen, we would go out and work, and he would pay pennies on the dollar. But, yeah. you know, it would be a little bit of cash, and you'd figure yeah. shit out. Yeah. That's kind of how it should be, yeah. I think, at least. I mean, like, I don't really think we need to go get a bachelor degree just to be able to do this stuff. Like, yeah, not it should be more no. of an apprenticeship. Like, you kind of learn. Because, I, I mean, you learn. The only thing you really learn in school is how to learn. And right. Then, and then after that, you know, because anything you make in school, I mean, you don't ever see it again, after, hopefully, after the first year. Like, you've replaced all that work with good work like well yeah and i mean it's not like it's the like the 90s or the 80s anymore where technology kind of persisted for a little bit like mm-hmm. i mean the stuff that i was using in college for for video was considered to be reasonably up to date yeah you know for yeah. by 2008 2009 now we get two updates standards. a year dude it was <laughs> it was it was less than 10 months after i got out of school that just it was like just this collapse of acceleration. I mean, I was uh, SD cards showed up mm-hmm. in the 5D. I think with like nine months left in my education. Yeah, uh, you know, and yeah. it was just magical what happened when you didn't have to do one to one transfers. And then within a year, uh, the market got upended with Final Cut 10 coming out and everybody migrating to Adobe. Yeah, and then it's just been accelerating ever since then. Or was it Final? Final Cut X. Yeah, I think that's when everyone jumped ship. Yeah, that, like, I mean that, the Apple it. X yeah. is supposed to like be ten, but like that's yeah. because Apple's weird. Yeah, and they don't 
get it that everybody just says X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I worked retail for them and they're like, no, it's 10. And it's just like, dude, it's an X. Everyone's just going to read it Everyone's as X. Everyone says X. No one they uses don't, they Roman don't say OS They said OS X. We don't live in Rome. Like no. this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's like your, your Starbucks drinks. It's not a large. It's a venti. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck you. It's a large. It's a <laughs> <laughs> Give me the small. Yeah. Okay, so um, when you were working in Chicago, um, you said you started at Harpo. Was that like full-blown television production? Were you doing advertising work there? like Television. Television. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't the first job I had, but was it, like it was the... daytime TV kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's the own network. So after the Oprah show canceled, they created the whole network of, okay. of OWN. And it had, you know, I don't know, I mean, if you recognize these shows like Super Soul Sunday... I can't even name some other ones right now, but like, you know, it was just a hodgepodge of Oprah type shows, like kind of feel good, like let's let's help people kind of shows or whatever. Um, Like Deepak Chopra, I think that's how you say his name. Like he was on there a lot and, and, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like people like that and uh, like philosophy kind of feeling, but yeah, it was, it was just network, you know, working different shifts you know mm-hmm. i'd come in at 11 leave at eight i had other other people would come in earlier leave earlier um it would definitely it definitely helped me get a start in the industry because before that i mean like the jobs i were getting were few and far between mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know i but i graduated whenever we were in the decline too so finding jobs was really difficult yeah the world had ended yeah. man like i i i, I applied to the o network like three or four times. And, yeah. I mean, my shit just didn't cut it and it was, com- it was competitive years. Yeah. I got recommended by someone because I did like oh, a documentary, yeah. like pro bono for someone. And it was, that was through that. And I got to know her from an, the internship that I had. So it was just like, you know, you just slowly make these connections, but it just takes time. But, uh, yeah, that the own working at Harpo, I was able to, what it allowed me to do is I was working full-time freelance. So anytime I would get other freelance jobs with other, you know, big agencies that were in the city, I could take time and I could leave and I could go work for them and then I could come back to Harpo. So I always had a job and it helped me, you know, for, so after, after two years, I was able to support myself mm-hmm. and on just freelancing. Um, most people didn't recommend getting freelancing right out of college, but that's just kind of how it worked out. Yeah, I mean, even today, like, like if, 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 I mean, that's where I got, I got started freelancing back then too. Yeah. And anytime somebody asks me, hey, should I go freelancing? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Like, do that after you've got maybe three years under your yeah. belt or even yeah. as few as two it, if they're good. It is. Good. Like, you get recommendations from people you worked with. I mean, like, I can't tell you how many jobs I got just from working at Harpo. And especially after they, they closed the, the, that building down and moved everything out to L.A., it was like I was constantly getting people that were like, "Hey, you know, like Beth so and so sent sent uh, your email over, you know, like yeah, yeah." It's always it's always something like that. And if you don't have those things, like if you don't have those recommendations, and you break out into the freelance world when when you're at ground zero and you're starting with nothing, man, like all of a sudden a video editor better be pretty decent at graphic design and print so you can get mm-hmm. those business cards made and understand that when you're, you've only got like 50 bucks to figure this out. Yeah. So when you send that money out, <laughs> like you're going to get cards that yeah. are, are useful. Do you still use business cards? I feel like I haven't had a business card in a long time. No, I, I, yeah. I, the, I think I quit business cards at the, 
tail end of last year. You know, when I left the agency, um, I think I thought I, we were I, going I was to... representing the agency, so the, like that's yeah. why the business cards made sense. But now I just, I mean, I was talking about this on another episode, but I just use my social media. Yes, yeah, same. And I, and I paper yeah. across a lot of platforms. So if you're a Facebook person. You'll I'm find me there. Yeah, if LinkedIn, you're a LinkedIn person, yeah. you'll find me there. Just on Instagram. One. Like, yeah, you'll yeah, find whatever. me there. I'm on DeviantArt. You'll find me there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really, but I mean, yeah. the point being, it's the like spread active, out. Yeah. I, I think if I were to go to something like Seagraph, I would probably bring some business cards with me. Just because it's easier and it's just like a mass networking opportunity right. just to like... You know, just here. I mean, I know like people are handing out a million business cards a day there, so you're probably coming back with a stack that's like, you know, four or five inches tall but like well it's you know, like what other it's it's either that or you're spending time trying to swap emails well so. and I, I think for like a specialty event i would probably still go out with cards and then try and figure out like some kind of a gimmick like yeah like the like the move print cards with like the the ufic coat oh code yeah yeah or whatever it is i forget the acronym but i mean i remember when i started as a freelancer is like getting a business card figured out understanding my finances mm -hmm. how do i get insured how do i how do I make sure that like my business is registered in the state mm. the right way? All of these things like blindsided me because I'm just like, I'm going to be a video editor and that's all I'm going to be. Yeah. And it's like, nope, no. nope, fuck you. You're it's a business now. Yeah. And, and that's the part that I'm like, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't get into freelancing if you, if you have the privilege to avoid it for like two years because it yeah. takes time to get that shit set it up. It does. Yeah. And and if you have to feed yourself but you know, while you're figuring it out, you don't you don't get paid well. <laughs> no. But you know what's funny is uh, most people who do start freelancing always end up going back to it. Like I have so I've I've had full-time jobs in between, you know, mm -hmm. you know, the time that I've started and, you know, and now and I always go back to freelancing and I have friends that always go back to freelancing. Like it never they always end up just going back i think it's just there's a once you get used to it and once you know you can do it there's like so much freedom you have yeah and then like especially if you if you really want to work on your own art and which we all you know kind of that's why we started this stuff at least that's why i did yeah yeah and it gives me the time to do that it allows me the time so instead of like during these down times i'm sitting in an office somewhere doing nothing you know i'm at home working on my art i'm doing what i need to what i want to do yeah no that's a really good point and then i mean i and there's also something to the fact that like once you do get some of that structure built up even if you go yeah. take a job somewhere and like leave it alone it's way easier to come back to it and kind of breathe life back into a freelance network yeah totally if, you, if you've yeah. been building that over a long period of yeah. time it's not hard to get it started again i've no. done it four or five times <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah it really isn't <laughs> yeah um because i mean no one I, I feel like no one really like gets butt hurt because you haven't talked to them in a year or something you know you're just like hey i'm back at it you know like all right we'll let you know if we have anything yeah. if they like working with you they're gonna hit you up so. yeah for sure so um that's talking about networking a little bit and where you started and you're you're doing a whole lot of motion and animation work right now do you want to do you want to share with us some of the software that you're using and kind of what 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 that part of the setup looks mm -hmm. and feels like? Sure. Yeah. So I I started as more of a 3D artist kind of guy. Um, when I was in high school, we had we were offered classes for uh, 3ds Max, and mm -hmm. so I did two years of that, and then went to college where they taught Maya, and 
So I learned, you know, and I learned like cell, my degree was media arts animation. So I learned cell animation. After Effects was kind of new-ish. So it's like I had a couple classes in that, but you know, now like After Effects is my bread and butter. I make most of my money off of After Effects. Um, Cinema Before D is second. I, some my jobs for Cinema 4D are growing. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely my troop. My first love is like 3D, especially 3D motion graphics because it's just there's just so much more you can do. do are Are you on the Octane bandwagon for yeah, Cinema? Yeah, yeah. I like Octane, but I do I do recommend Redshift as well. Okay, because it's just it's just as fast, if not faster. There's not as many problems with like animation. The thing about Octane is it. It's good for like still renders, and you can do animation with it. I do tons of animation with it, but it does really, really well with still renders. So if you're trying to do like a magazine, uh-huh. or like a car or something, it's like you can let it sit there for eight hours. Yeah, and uh, and output a beautiful yeah. single yeah. image. Yeah, but the, it's really it gets really noisy with animation. So there's a lot of like finessing you have to do in the settings. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like, um, you know, whenever I'm on like the Cinema 4D subreddit, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of stuff that I'm always been visually attracted to is, you know, just like kind of conceptual playful stuff where they're doing like the clay renders and it's all like in monotone. Yeah. Yeah. And then for fun, they'll throw like a really vibrant blue or yellow on it. And yeah. all of a sudden it it's like it looks like it could be sculpted from clay or maybe it's shaped out of vinyl. Yeah. It's just kind of got this very specific, surreal yeah. material effect. Yeah. And every time I go into the comments, I'm just like, what is that? What is it? Octane, Octane, yeah. Octane. I keep it's, hoping. For, it's, I mean, yeah, Redshift for C4D is super new too. So okay. like there's not, actually, and if you're a tutorial person, like Redshift is the perfect one to get on right now because there's not very many tutorials out there. And people are looking for it. People want to use Redshift. It's just that Octane's been around longer on yeah. C4D. So, and you can only you only have to pay twenty bucks. You can you can rent it per month for twenty bucks. That's true. Instead of paying the, you know, thousand dollars to buy it or whatever, right. you can just right. rent it when you need it. So let me ask you a dumb question: Because um, are you a Windows user or an Apple user? I was an Apple user for a long time. Okay, I was a Windows user before college, uh-huh. and then I became Mac when I was in college and then I stayed there for a while and then just when I moved to Austin I bought a PC and that's what you're doing a lot of your your work on yeah I, I built one yeah I mean that seems to be like when, when I when I've just been doing my informal questioning of people yeah. is that like when they're getting when they're really rolling up the sleeves and doing the work it's yeah. just fuck you I need a box I mean you know people like uh, uh, Nick uh, I can't remember his last name I went to school with him the Grayscale Gorilla guy he, uh, he, I think their studio just switched all over to PC as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I know like the studio I used to work at that, or I, I worked there once, but, uh, Swarovski, okay. they do like all the Marvel title sequences oh, nice. and stuff. Okay. Okay. They even have like a whole PC section and, uh, but yeah, like a lot of people are just switching over. I think after jobs kind of died, they just kind of started making a lot of bad decisions and people are just like, whatever, like yeah. I can get some strong, powerful hardware. And as long as you have an ID department, like PCs really not that, not a bad way to go. Cause no. it does have, it does come with problems. It does like, so does Mac, but PC like tends to be, uh, more for the people who are willing to kind of dig in there and kind of. Well, especially in the, the 3D problem. space, you know, it's like, I mean, I, mean, I think that, that, that we can all have our preferences for what type of like an interface we totally. like to look at, yeah. you know, but I think as far as when you're talking about the people we're processing power is time and money, like yeah. 
overwhelmingly, it seems like in the past two years, they've all gone over to the Windows Bandcamp and um, jumped on board with the idea that, you know, we might like Apple computers. Those might be a lot of fun to use, but fuck it. At the end of the day, we got to be using these PCs to get some shit done. Yeah. And it's not even well, about the flame war anymore. It's just this is a practical industry and business I th- decision. I think it has a lot to do personally. Like my, my PC is set up to work really, really well with After Effects. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have a whole separate thing for disk cache and like all that. And the fact that I can do that really easily and set my computer up like that. It, it just makes it easier for me. While with Mac, it's just like, okay, here's a trash can. Yeah. And this, you know, you can't really modify it in any way. You can't take it apart. You can't, you know, I want I want this and this to do this. No, it's just you're handed that and that's just it. And, you know, and if you want it customized, you're paying a ton Who of money knows? for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have one of those. It, I, I paid a lot to upgrade the RAM. Yeah. I paid just, a lot to upgrade the hard just drive. Just to upgrade the RAM. And the PC, I can I can just open it up, add some RAM in there, and that's it's it. You no, know? and when I hit my limits for video, because I don't do the 3D motion work that you do. So so when I hit my limits with video, I have accepted I'm just going to have to go buy another fucking box and I'm going to an external GPU. Like, that's just what it's going to be because I'm in Apple land. But yeah. um, no, that, that makes so much sense. Yeah. You just open it up and drop another yeah. card and close. And now, especially have, if you're doing 3D stuff, like sometimes you want multiple GPUs, you want multiple video cards and stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, excuse me if I'm using wrong terms. That, nah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But anyways. We but don't know Yeah, like, like <laughs> with Octane, like you can render on multiple GPUs. And that's what makes Octane so fast is that you can do that have you ever thought about like a hackintosh or linux setup yeah i have um it just wasn't worth it yeah 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 and (laughs) honestly like i mean it's really i mean nowadays with windows 10 it's like it's it's it's, fine yeah it's It's fine fine. yeah Yeah. like the interface is is fine like i don't have any really complaints about it i don't think i love it like there's a lot of things i kind of miss these little like short nuances that that mac does mm-hmm. like just like hitting like the down arrow or up key will take you to the end of your line of of your sentence or the beginning like stuff like that or like being able to drag your you know if you're just trying to save something and being able to drag like from your finder a fold like in a folder into your save menu save oh yeah in menu, that drop zone window, and it just yeah. automatically goes in there you know with pc i have to copy and paste like the, the file path you know whatever. i think there's a plug there's an extension you can get that does that for i'm Windows. sure there is yeah, yeah. i mean that, yeah. that that one where you can just take any file and drop it into the save window and it works like a yeah. drop zone and maps over yeah. um i'm pretty sure that in one of those reddit threads where people talk about switching over yeah there's an answer for yeah. that if you really dig yeah it's, you know, just little mm-hmm. tiny things yeah. like that. But, like, it's not a big enough deal for me to want to spend, you know, twice the amount of money I spent on a PC for a Mac. Right. Too. That's a lot of it, too, I think, is money. <laughs> when it comes down to it, it's money. Now, if the company suddenly, like, came back to the faith and said, here is a an amazing tower and everything is modular, would you, like, is the preference for the operating system strong enough you'd switch back if Apple made it easy? or Or is it... I think I'd be more happy if they gave me a better laptop. Yeah. Because I would like, because I mean, they make great phones, you know, great mobile devices, laptops, stuff like that. But I think just the direction they're going with their, you know, their work computer is 
just not great. But I th- maybe if they did come back and they, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. PC. Like I, I, like I've switched over and I, you know, I even have a Google Pixel now. I don't even really use iPhones anymore. Like, well, it's such a cost yeah. to switch over. Like you better be. You and not trying to put you on the spot, but it's like that's the kind of thing that's like once you make the commitment to move over, it's like yeah. no, I want to be here for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe I, I'm not gonna say I'm never gonna go back, but like. I'm a, I'm a PC now. Like yeah. that's just the way it is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like no, that's so interesting because I think I I I, I think you and, and others remember like like a year and a half ago I was really exploring the differences and I wound up sticking with the Apple side of it mostly because the transition cost of moving all of my my archive of data which was terabytes of shit yeah. was just like oh my god this is just, this is going to be like time and especially money those old hard drives from the formatting yeah. from the from the os uh extended journaling to ntfs it's like i needed to figure out an intermediary drive where i was just like oh fuck yeah. this and it's like if it doesn't have the like dot fat or whatever like pc won't read it or something i don't know yeah it's like there there were at extra least that's steps. the way the old hard drives used to be i don't know well and some of my like stuff that. is legacy yeah. enough that that was that was a consideration yeah uh, so there were extra steps with that and then and then i've got I've got too much history in iTunes, you know, not that I'm using the program anymore, but I was really nervous about all these other like little personal things crossing over. And then I'm just whiny about it. And I didn't yeah. want to do the big change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other part. We're like, all kind of no, whiny. I'm pretty good with Premiere like this. I don't want to, I don't want to alter it. Um, yeah, I do. I do appreciate cloud now, Adobe cloud. I think at first, because I used to, I don't know, they make it affordable for people like me as a freelancer, you know? Like, it's it's not, I don't have to pay an arm and a leg for the software anymore. Yeah. And, and I can use yeah. it on my Mac and my PC. I can go back and forth. Like, it's it doesn't stop me from, from switching back and forth. Yeah. Because was... before you needed one or the other. Now it's just... You're on a cloud. Just download it. Right. <laughs> just, and, just log in and download it. And there were there were a lot of years where where the the cloud was annoying. <laughs> I think in the beginning I was a little like skeptical to it, but then after a while I was like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, this is better, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's been in the past year or so that that it's starting to feel more normal. I I'm I'm still waiting for the premiere project files to get a little bit more durable than they are yeah um and i imagine it's probably similar with after effects it's always the complaint yeah <laughs> there's always something that's just yeah but just there yeah I, mean, I, I i i say this with ignorance to how the shit's coded but i wish those files were as reliable as psds were you know where it's just like a Photoshop file from like five years ago still launches. Yeah. You know, and no, you can't. it might throw up a couple pops yeah. of saying, hey, you know, don't be surprised if some of this shit is broken, yeah. but at least we opened it. It's like, I, can, can we have that for no, the movie? Saving like legacy and stuff like that. I mean, even cinema, you can you can go back and open stuff. They'll just be like, hey, like these new things we added, like this is not going to work. Like mm-hmm. this is going to be broken or whatever. But at least it opens. Yeah. yeah. And that's a 3D file. Like you think After Effects and Premiere could do that. I don't I don't really know why. 
Yeah, I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe it's because we are just ignorant to how it's coded. and <laughs> I mean, it's, the, it's way more complicated than it. <laughs> the world is so full yeah. of expertise at this yeah. point, you know. <laughs> it's like I, I, I know what's, what, what's at the tip of my pinky nail and, yeah. and everything else. I'm, I'm sure somebody somewhere is just going to say, fuck you, you know nothing. It's this because of this, you ignorant asshole. And it's like, well, shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I say that. It's like, why can't my file be this perfect way? And it's like, I have no, no goddamn mm-hmm. clue, like, how you get there i mean but the thing is you can you can save out legacy and i think you can go back what like three or four versions but that's about it oh that's something i haven't tried yeah with, you can save legacy Premier. i think that's what it's called is save legacy okay save or export as legacy i don't know it's something like that i don't know since cloud i really haven't had to worry about it yeah <laughs> like, look i mean i just do the thing where i duplicate files and convert them as like yeah same you know yeah yeah <laughs> i mean we, we i think make, now they copy it for you yeah i make i make them. stupid stuff for social like it's not yeah. like it's good to have a historical record of the work and it's good to be able to dive in on a moment's notice if you need to revisit something like for clients like um we would occasionally have to revisit old ads that they would want to rerun. Yeah. You know, so being able to have that legacy and diving back in makes sense. But man, it's it's social media. It doesn't matter that much. <laughs> no. I wonder if hard drives are going to become like the new journal. You know, like they found like Anne Frank's diary. And they're going to find our old dusty hard drives and there's going to be this crazy work on there that was never put out in the public and well, <laughs> yeah gonna, i mean that's like, this guy's a, was a genius and we had no idea <laughs> well that's the thing with like 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 the um like the poetics or or like a, a lot of classical greek greek literature from what we understand it's like yeah. a, ter- a tiny tiny sliver survived yeah right so if you just took a sampling of like u.s hard drives and only a tiny sliver survived yeah like whatever was the best of that sliver would be considered the great works. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think, what was it? They just found something in, in Italy. Like they dug something up in Rome that was like an old King's diary. And like, they're just fascinated by it because it shows, because to them, what it shows is, is he had normal human emotions. Like, <laughs> like we do today. Right. Cause you don't really look at, when you look at history, it's like, you miss all that, you know, like you just get the, the like you know the painting that michelangelo left or whatever mm-hmm. like, you don't really get how you know the dating problems that he had or <laughs> i know right <laughs> gosh that's true um or like you know like he didn't know what to eat today so <laughs> yeah michelangelo's walking around going my shit stuck sucks yeah. man like everybody fucking hates my art Do man what the pizza fuck's wrong or me? pasta my mom doesn't understand what i do <laughs> <laughs> But, I paint ceilings, Mom. Get off my back. I'm a great painter. <laughs> They're gonna remember me for generations, <laughs> Doz- dozens of years. <laughs> They're gonna name a turtle after me. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, so I think we got off topic there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we did. But it doesn't matter. There is no on or off topic. Yeah. I don't know, man. So you're working from from the house a lot. How mm-hmm. how do you keep how do you keep that from being lonely? Well, I have roommates yeah. and a girlfriend. Um, the girlfriend's new, but uh, she's definitely helped a lot in the last six months since yeah. we met each other. It, it gets lonely. I think I think uh, one thing that really helps me is just having hobbies, too. Because mm-hmm. like, I really like to cook a lot. And just being able to cook 
three meals a day from home is awesome for me at least. Right. Um, and honestly that type of stuff like gives me a lot of inspiration and it keeps me healthy and like I, you know, it definitely helps as far as that go. But, um, and I'm not necessarily like sitting, you know, eight hours a day or I'm, I'm, I'm working eight hours, but I'm not like sitting there for eight hours. Cause I'll get up and I'll like do something. I'll go run, I'll ride my bike you know, around lunch, like take a break. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So that definitely helps a lot. Um, I I know other freelance friends that will meet up for coffee or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess you get kind of used to it, too. It doesn't... I don't... And maybe I would be driving myself crazy if I lived alone. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's... Maybe, you know, I'm kind of taking my roommates for granted. But, like, I definitely... I don't, I don't know. I've been doing it for so... It feels like I've been doing it for so long. It's just normal now. Yeah, it's just normal now. Like, yeah. I don't really feel like I would work well in an office anymore maybe I would yeah but I've worked home for so long that you know like I'm used to doing my you know go take a break and go for a bike ride you know or get some exercise done or cook my food yeah that kind of thing there's a lot of perks to being able to stretch your day out without having to deal with the commute or concentrate oh totally because I can get up and I can start working right away I don't have to drive anywhere I don't have to I don't even have to brush my teeth if I don't want to yeah yeah I do but <laughs> yeah but if you've got that thought you can kind of complete it and then yeah go to the bathroom and right. put your clothes on and all and, the rest and the other thing too is like how many hours are you really working in the office like like let's really can let's really break it down and it's like you're sitting at your desk sure but how many hours are you really working so it's like at home, I feel like I get a lot more done in a shorter amount of time than I would in an office where I'm getting interrupted every 25 minutes or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, like here, I get it done, I send it off, wait for anything to come back, get some other shit done, you know, do the revisions, work on any other client work I have or personal work. It's like. Do you do a lot of phone calls and video chats with clients to kind of have that illusion of? being present or yes and no it depends on the on on the client because some people prefer having like daily meetings like kind of scrum style kind of thing which can help it just depends on the project right um some projects i don't you don't really need any direction it just needs to get done you know Mm -hmm. the initial email of like we here's a list of things that need to get done here you do it you know and then some because sometimes it's just things it just takes time to work it out. You know, if it's a design project, you're sitting there by yourself anyways, like really working it out, trying to get it to somewhere where aesthetically you think is appropriate and then giving it to them and getting feedback. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one of the things that I've, I've noticed in my personal journeys that, that, that is really the big difference between uh, the opportunity to work at home versus, you know, being in an office environment is isn't, the, isn't Austin like the most work from home city in the country right now? It wouldn't. I don't know the details, but it wouldn't surprise me from from the folks that I talk to. I mean, I think, my own. I think it's somewhere. It's like it's got some kind of stature to it. Yeah. My, I mean, my own yeah. bias is everybody's fucking working at a coffee shop yeah. from home. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. You go out in Austin and people are like walking around and you're like, what is people working? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it throws me off sometimes because no. <laughs> I, was, I was doing a run at an office and we was yeah. all in the structure and then and then that run ended and I was back out in kind of the, the, the free form world, but it was just long enough that it tripped my disorientation between the two. Mm-hmm. And it's been a little bit unnerving. It's like, oh shit, like 
everybody's out. Like I've lived in cities where it's like it's like it, the city breathes. Everybody yeah. goes in, they work in a building, and then it breathes uh, yeah. out. Chicago's you know? like that for sure, yeah. especially in the winter. And then so when you're in those hours where people in the office, like everything's fucking dead. Yeah. And like Austin's bumping it. All, all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> the restaurants must love it around here. I mean, yeah. And the diners, like you can yeah. go to a diner at midnight and there are people with laptops rocking yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, that threw me off. I was gonna, I was gonna say like my, my experience is being in the office, there's all this like fury and justification around work and that creates all this like cognitive drag and stress mm-hmm. and that then gets you to the place where you need eight hours to get six hours done because everybody's kind of in this semi-state of stressed exhaustion. Mm. And it does seem like the folks that are working from home, um, they're, they're minding their, their, their mental effort mm-hmm. way more thoughtfully and way more intelligently. Yeah. And, they're, and, they're, and they're taking that cognitive output ability and mm-hmm. really treating it as a strategic resource. I think that has a lot to do with because you're because when you work from home, your time is your own. Mm-hmm. So if you can get your work done, then you can do whatever you want with that time you have left. So it's like if you need to go walk your dog mm-hmm. or if you wanted to go disc golf for that day or something, it's like as soon as you're done with your work, you can go do that thing. You don't need to sit there for the rest of the work day. Yeah. Cause it's like, I mean, if you like, you know, like, or like getting up every hour for, to just walk around for 15 minutes, it's like in an office, they're like, what are you doing? You should be at your desk working here. It's like you, you are managing your own time. Yeah. And if this is your process to get these things done faster, that's how you do it. Well, and that's really interesting because like, like you see that there's like almost like this emotional awakening happening in business right now where like when you're on social media and you're consuming all of the, like the business journals about and blogs about what's hot and going on. It's like, we're suddenly discovering people need to walk away from the desk. We're suddenly yeah. discovering that people need to rest between so things. We're suddenly like, discovering <laughs> no shit. that people hate this. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's from my perspective, it's like. Yeah, I think I think the creative side of things figured that out a second ago. Yeah, like yeah, like because so many people I talk to are kind of from your position where it's mm. just like I take it for granted now that that I work this way and I balance. Yeah, 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 but I think you need to work in both settings to realize that too. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get yourself caught in big heavy grinds where it's just like fourteen hour days oh, yeah. and you're just crushing it and yeah. you just have to be All at that time. speed? Yeah. yeah, but that's okay because. Usually that means there's a, what I, this is what really frustrated me about Chicago was that you would get those in those grinds and at the end of it, there was another grind. When you're freelancing, you go through those grinds and there's a light at the end of the tunnel and then you can take a break, Mm -hmm. recharge, do it again if you need to. Yeah. You know, those grinds don't come very often for me anymore, but they do. And when they're here, I'm more than happy to do them because I know, you know, it's not something in the world like i'm gonna get through it right no job's perfect like there's always shit you have to shovel yeah Yeah. and it's like i'm gonna get through it and then i'm gonna be able to take a couple days off if i want to you know and because i worked 60 80 hours in five days you Mm -hmm. know or over the weekend or whatever so it's like but in an office they don't they expect it a lot different you know they're trying to you know they're trying to make money they want you as soon as you're out sleeping under the desk here's another one for you to sleep under the desk it's like it's just like a never-ending shit shoveling, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, 
I do. It does come, but it's a lot different than as if it's in the office. That's true. That's a good point. Hmm. And it's like I have been in companies where they have had me work over the weekend and they'll give me a Monday off, but most companies don't do that. They still expect you to come in on Monday, even if you work over the weekend. Yeah, I've been places where where it will be you need to grind all day and there's a crush deadline. So it'll be like you work all day and it's supposed to be the culture of you you don't take the work home. Yeah. But you've got a fucking deadline. Yeah. You know, so then you go home and you work another yeah. seven hours mm-hmm. and then you're back up and you're working. And so it's like all you get to do is just like go to a room to sleep in that's not at work. Yeah. And yeah. then come and they back come to back. the room that you work in. Yeah. Hopefully you- <laughs> work's paying for dinner and so stuff, a lot yeah. of times they're not. <laughs> I had one job that uh, that it was like that. There was a lot of grinding and stuff, but we had a limited PTO. So I so I would just tell them like, hey, at the end of this job, I want to take two days off or whatever, or a day off. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. You got your work done. That's yeah. all they cared about. It's great when they do that. Sometimes yeah. they don't. No. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, yeah, with the with the limited PTO, it's kind of a catch twenty two because they'll be like, yeah, just get your work done, but there's a never ending pile of work. So it's mm-hmm. like. And I get we all need to make money, but at the same time, we're still human and we need we need time for ourselves. I think the number one regret in most nursing homes is I work too much. Yes. Yeah. And it's so interesting now that the like, like, you know, we're talking about like the business world keeps discovering shit. There's now like vacation shaming is this problem where it's like there'll be a place that has unlimited paid time off. Mm-hmm. But or, you feel guilty for taking it. And, yeah. and they make you feel guilty for taking yeah. it because, you know, somebody at the top is still like working their ass off. And so it's like there's unlimited paid time off. There's not a culture of people using yeah. it, you know, or. But there's also like. Or like, it's like, well, that guy really needs it. So it's okay that they yeah. take it off. You you need your mental, mental wellness day. I'm not so sure. You yeah. know, that kind of shit too. There's also like a balance too, because if you're at the top, those are you've taken a lot more responsibility than someone you know that's right. lower on the the food chain, and well, you hope just, they would vacation even more, right? But that's just part of it. Is like you have more responsibility if you want that, mm-hmm. and you're accepting that higher pay rate, and you're accepting all those responsibilities. So it's like you get to go into that knowing that, and stuff like that. I mean, like I, you know, every interview I have, I go in with knowing what my responsibilities are because otherwise in the end like if they're expecting you to do a director's job but not giving you a director's pay well that's not very fair right like you're yeah how do you fight against that because that seems to be a a thing that happens a lot where like uh the collapsing of these processes and technology leads people to believe that they can hire one person for like six roles yeah i'm just really really upfront in the interview process I just say like, what are my responsibilities? Well, that sounds like a director's job, so I want this amount of money. I just, I, you know, you, you, you base off what, what you, what your responsibilities are by how much you're gonna get paid. So it's like, why, if you're gonna work yourself to death and you're gonna work those, you know, sixty-hour work weeks every single week, then you know, then you you should be asking for more money because you have more responsibility. You're working harder. You're adding more stress to your life. You're not gonna be able to go home and cook for yourself. You're not gonna be able to spend mm-hmm. time with your mm-hmm. friends and family at night or in the morning or whatever, you know. So it's like you, what is what is that dollar amount that makes that worth to you? But you need to know what your responsibilities are in the interview. So it's like when you get all this information, then you say like, all right, well, this sounds like this kind of, this sounds like a director's job. This sounds like a lot of work. So I want this amount of money. And if they can't pay it, then I would suggest 
going elsewhere because honestly hurts people more to take to get, be underpaid. Yeah, and when they try and push you going, well, we really only have the budget for this or any other kind of thing, you're just like, you're well, just like, then I'm well, not your guy. Yeah, and then you're just like, call me for freelance. I can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it to me. Right on. Because, I mean, I, I, I like to travel. I like to do a lot of other stuff. And it's like, if I don't have time to do those things, like, and, you know, then why do I want to take a 60K salary yeah, for, yeah. you know, killing myself and not being able to get the time off? Well, and that's the thing is that, like, I'm I'm in a place where you are too, where it's a where where I'm able to like evaluate a gig or or a, an opportunity and just be like yeah that's that really sounds shitty that doesn't yeah. sound like a good no yeah. you know and and bow yeah. out and I think it's responsible to do that yeah. for yourself too because no it was interesting somebody recently approached me just asking if I w- if I would like shoot their video and it wasn't and and when they started describing the project it was it was too many job roles in one thing, mm-hmm. not enough money, not enough time. And it's just like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And it was, it was unusual because they still had this kind of mindset of like, but I'm offering an artist money. Shouldn't you just be like thankful that no. I offered you? And I was just like, nah, man, like you really misjudged this thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this is a professional right. space. Like, and, and it, I mean, it's like if you wanted somebody to work on your HTML, you wouldn't hire like a high end server engineer. Yeah. You know, it's like there are disciplines within the space. And, yeah. you know, the type of thing that he wanted produced and the type of things that I produce. Nope. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of like there's a big disconnect with that, too, of like realizing that just because you're under the umbrella of designer doesn't mean you do all these things or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think it's smart for somebody to have that knowledge in their head. But as far as what you do, you do to get paid, yeah, no, that's your connective tissue to solve something and pull magic out of your ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like the fact that I know typography doesn't make me a typesetter. Yeah, it just makes me a yeah. better video editor or, right. or or producer or whatever I'm right. working in. And it's like really what they should be doing is like be paying you to do these responsibilities, working out a payment for that, and then hiring three more people to do those other responsibilities. Right. It's like, yeah. Right, right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and again, it's it, like a, a, an editor that understands cinematography means that they can talk to somebody about the thing. It doesn't mean they're supposed to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we're at about 45 minutes, 46. Uh, is there anything else you want to share or anything that you want to plug? Anything cool coming up in your life that that's that's relevant over the next, I don't know, forever? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shit, I don't know. You know, I you- I always uh, I always try to em- emphasize the value of like doing your own side projects and stuff. So I do have something I'm working on this year, um, but you know, there's probably gonna be a lot of explorations that I post from here and from here until then. Yeah. Um, my Instagram is Herogram. I post. I'm Herogram. More, I, yeah, I'm mo- mostly active under that great i'll put you know what i've been doing with folks like like the first guy that i interviewed he's he's like he doesn't even have like a website so it's like the first episode's got like no links in it but everyone else has got either a personal website or an instagram or something that is that is one thing i try to stress with like if students are asking stuff i'm like literally just get a website that's publish yeah that's like even if it's not that great like get a website have a website that's it like i'm even at the point where it's like if you can't, if, if even if even getting like a square space together feels too intimidating, mm-hmm. go pick a social media platform 
Yeah. And create an yeah. account just for I think your I was creativity. just using Vimeo like for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's just just yeah. fill it with like none of your personal life, just the professional stuff. Yeah. And then I think more and more people are really willing to look at a resume and just a social page. Yeah. If it's got the right shit on mm-hmm. there. You know, if you if you're sending your personal Facebook and it's got party mixed with work, that's that's different. But you know, if you created your own Instagram like mm-hmm. yours, uh, and it's just this is work. There's no there's no yeah. baby pictures, there's no, no yeah. food. Mine's mixed no with cars. like travel photography yeah. and, and uh motion graphics that's pretty much all it is these days. i'm a human and i make things <laughs> yeah yeah because <laughs> i i've always liked photography i mm-hmm. just it's just you know it's not, not gonna make any money <laughs> right right i mean that's what i feel about like the noodling that i do in photoshop i really enjoy it but that's not what i lead with to get paid oh yeah yeah i thought you were literally about to say you noodle you know with the catfish you ever heard of that no noodling what? You stick your hand, your bare hand, like you roll up your sleeve and you stick your bare hand down this hole. Oh, and God, no. And a catfish bites Ew. your arm. Ew. And you pull it out. That's oh, new. Yeah, I, I, I've seen, I've seen like animated gifs of this and stuff, you know, like yeah, on, on, yeah, on. It's a thing. Whatever. That, no. It's oh. a super. <laughs> I mean it more like, like riffing off yeah, of what like, musicians like say where they just fuck around. around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Like just, no, I, I do not have fish lick my arm <laughs> chew on it whatever yeah chew it like gross <laughs> like like your dog on a toy like. yeah. but well, on that note we will hit end <laughs> <laughs>